Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. I want to tell you a story. A few years ago, I was competing at a fairly high level as an amateur athlete, and I had a coach, Coach Kina. She's fantastic. And she taught us all, you know, how to eat and, and how to train, and we're all preparing for the national championships in triathlon. There was a group of us, and it was a blast. And I'm a health geek anyway, so I was reading books, and I felt like I had a pretty good knowledge of nutrition. I knew what a protein was and a carb and a fat, and I had ideas on what to eat on, on race day and, and what how much to eat and things like that. However, oftentimes when I went in the kitchen, I was unprepared, and I threw stuff together. And half the time, if I was lazy or tired, it was often, you know, go to the pantry. What's easy to just grab? right? The fridge generally has the healthier food. The pantry is kind of a secondary choice or backup source of food in in most kitchens, I think. And it was kind of ironic. I'd read all these books on health. I had a huge interest in health. I even had a coach. And yet time after time after time, I walked in the kitchen, didn't know what I was going to eat and put together oftentimes a meal that wasn't that great. And I don't know why it took me forever to feel out to figure out meal planning, but it did. And in this episode, I hope to help you finally kind of get over that hump through a series of things that I've learned over the years that have helped me to finally get over that myself. So I, I'm I'm not perfect at it. I'm still learning. I still have my bad days. However, for the most part, I can go into the kitchen and I've either already planned out what I'm having for each meal. Or I can quickly just pick one of my top ones. I have all the ingredients. I make it, and I and and there's a lot to it. But I think I'm gonna I'm hopefully gonna condense it here in just a few minutes, less than twenty, into what I learned that took me from having a good general understanding of nutrition, but going in the kitchen unprepared, to using meal planning and simplification and some basic concepts of of nutrition to turn them into something tangible to actually make a difference in my life. So I'm eating better now than I ever did before I did this. And I hope this episode helps you to kind of get to the next level yourself. So here we go. Meal planning is a crucial aspect of getting healthier for most people. And there, there's a lot of benefits. You know, we, we know that people who plan out their meals tend to plan better meals than they would if they're just making food spur of the moment. We know from a lot of research that people, people who plan their meals have less problem with weight gain. Uh, also, you save money. Another thing that we found in the studies is that people who meal plan tend to shop better and do less impulsive buying. You have less stress. We have a, a, a new uh, term in our society, at least new to me the last few years, called decision fatigue. And it comes to making so many decisions all day long, many of which could have been made once for a whole week versus making the same decisions over and over and over every morning, every afternoon, and every evening. And meal planning helps overcome some of those decisions in our life. And it also takes advantage of our basic decision-making skills. Another thing we know from social science is that when we wake up in the morning, we tend to have the alpha waves going, our brain is firing, we have all these great ideas, it's a great time for planning and for visioning out our future. And then by six o'clock, we're kind of, we got the reptile brain going and we're ready to just eat whatever someone puts in front of us. Pizza and a huge bowl of ice cream will do. Even though we're very disciplined in the morning, as we get more tired, our brain doesn't function quite as well, and we, we make worse decisions. And so what I want to go through is a series of things that you can do that will help you overcome all these challenges and embrace all these new great health benefits into your life. So here are some thoughts and some preamble. First of all, start small. 
you don't have to plan out your whole week. This is actually part of the thing that kept me from doing it. I used to think, oh, I got to plan out the whole week. I got to go do a big, huge shopping trip and uh, do every... And so because it seemed big, you know, three meals a day, seven days, 21 meals, uh, I, I, I just never kind of got around to it, right? But really, if you just know what you're going to eat for your next meal and have the ingredients, that's a really great place to start. So start small, your next meal or maybe your next day. Number two, and this is a huge one, go for delicious. Nobody said that that eating healthy means eating stuff you don't like. Remember the last time you went to a really great restaurant, a fine French restaurant or something like that, where you had healthy foods, a healthy meat portion, healthy carbs, healthy vegetables. It was absolutely delicious. And it was based on simple protein, fat, carbs, and some vegetables, and it was outstanding. Remember that? I'm sure you've had that experience. Think back to that. Do you know it's not that hard to create really delicious recipes like that and prepare foods based on your favorite protein, your favorite carbs, your favorite fats, your favorite vegetables? Like, for example, I don't really like vegetables unless they're prepared well. I love roasted vegetables. But there's other vegetables I just don't like. I don't like raw vegetables. I don't really like salads. But that's just me. So guess what? I just started roasting a bunch of vegetables, put them in a bowl, put them in the fridge, done. I I learned how to flavor them the way I want, to roast them a little crispy. You know how roasted vegetables get a little crispy, a little bit of skin on there, and the right flavoring. And that helped me overcome the hurdle of not liking vegetables when I decided, huh, I'm kind of a big uh, grown-up now. I'm not a little kid whose mother is forcing me to eat whatever she made. I get to pick my vegetables. So why don't I pick ones I like? And that is true with proteins, fats, carbs, and vegetables. So go for delicious. You're going to plan out meals that you look forward to, and that's key to this. Number three is reduce and simplify. How many meals do you actually need? I've talked on this podcast before. I did an episode with Claudia Wilson I advise you to look up called Nine Perfect Meals. Imagine that you had three breakfasts that you loved that were based on the nutritional principles of healthy protein, healthy fat, healthy carbs, and some veggies or fruits involved or berries, right? Uh, So imagine you just went through and you decided, what are the three breakfasts I really love that fit that criteria? What are three lunches I love that fit that criteria? And what are three dinners? You know, a lot of people, they, they overthink the issue of variety when it comes to nutrition. What I just said, mixed in with the business lunch you have or lunch with friends or an outing with your spouse or, or, or a picnic or something like that, by the time the week is over, you're not going to eat only nine meals. There's going to be other meals that just happen, eating out, whatever, right? When you pick nine meals you really love and you base your meal plan on those, and then the other ones that life throws at you, you're, you're going to have more than enough variety. So don't worry about variety. And this is really liberating that you get to pick the three breakfasts you love. And you're going to look forward to eating them. They're healthy, but they're also delicious. So reducing and simplifying is the next key. Number four is take an inventory. Start with what you already have in your pantry, fridge, and freezer. And by the way, when you're doing this, determine what stuff you don't like. Like there's probably things in your life you're buying at the grocery store that you don't even really enjoy. Just out of habit, you were raised with it, whatever the case might be. So take your inventory and number one, figure out that stuff you really love and that you're going to buy more of. Number two, chuck, 
Get rid of unhealthy foods. Get rid of the stuff you know you really shouldn't be eating anyway. I'm not saying you can never have a treat again in your life. As a matter of fact, I'm against that. A a treat is a perfectly normal human experience. However, uh, obviously too many treats can really derail our plan. So take your inventory and then choose your nine perfect meals and then make your grocery list, right? Again, this could be for tomorrow. It can be for you know, two or three days, it can be for the whole the whole week. And back to my point about overwhelm, you're probably not going to have near as much overwhelm when you're only planning on three different breakfasts, three different lunches, and three different dinners. By the way, don't worry, you're not going to get sick of these because you're going to pick ones that you really enjoy. I've been doing this for a long time. I eat the same breakfast a lot and I enjoy it every... I like food and I bet you do too. And when you have food that you enjoy and certain meals you enjoy... It just makes life easier and something you look forward to. And if you get sick of it, of course, you can get rid of one that's not a perfect meal anymore and pick a new one. But I bet that's going to take you a long time, maybe never. Uh, Next is prepare what you can in advance. You know, you can chop your vegetables, you can marinate proteins, you can pre-cook some components of your meals in advance. Uh, I I like to do this on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, I, I generally work Monday through Friday, like a lot of other people do. And so taking a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning and pulling out my instant pot and doing a lot of this work, uh, is kind of a habit that I'm into now. And, uh, however you do it, you know, do some advanced preparation whenever it makes sense for you. Number eight, I've alluded to already, and that's stay flexible. Life happens. You want to stick to your plan. But generally speaking, when you're out, try to order according to the basic principles of healthy portion of carbs, proteins, fats, and make sure there's some fruits and vegetables involved as well. Okay. So once we've got all this figured out and we've done our shopping, uh, do batch cooking on whatever you can. Dishes like casseroles, soups, and stews are excellent for this. I'm not a fan of casseroles. I don't eat, you know, I don't even buy pasta. My wife likes pasta, so I do eat some. However, I never buy it. Pasta doesn't make it onto my list of of perfect meals. Um, However, for a lot of people, they do love pasta. I get it. Try to buy a healthier type. But soups and stews particularly uh, are things you can make in a large amount. And then I freeze them in small Tupperware containers so that I can just pull them out, thaw them, and away I go. Uh, Another thing you can do that's fun if you have a family is a themed night. Things like Meatless Monday or Taco Tuesday make planning easier and fun because you know that you're going to have those same ingredients over and over and over. My oldest daughter, she got worried about the nutrition of her children as they grew up and realized they just loved cereal and they ended up having cereal every day. And she decided she didn't want to deprive them. So what she did is she took the bad habit and turned it into a really fun thing. They do cereal Saturday. They do not eat cereal on any other day, but on Saturday, they can eat some sugar cereal, but they have to eat the healthy cereal first. I I ought to say, you know, healthy cereal in air quotes here, right? Because even the healthiest of cereals is generally not that healthy of of a food. However, again, it's about not depriving ourselves and not having all or nothing thinking. Uh, compared to most children in the United States, having cereal one day a week is way better than what, what most children are eating and starting their day with. So she took a bad habit that she felt like was emerging in her family and turned it into a really fun Saturday morning thing that the whole family does together. When I visit them, they live in Texas. I absolutely love my visits and look forward to cereal Saturday. Sometimes I'll pick my own cereal when we're out shopping during the week and, and have a bowl of it on Saturday morning. And it's a fun thing to do with them. 
So whatever that is for you, think through some themed nights and how that might work into the plan. Uh, rotation planning is something you could consider. This involves creating a few weeks worth of meal plans and then rotating through them. So back to my nine perfect meals. Maybe you do do uh, the same breakfast uh, and lunch and dinner for a week and then you change it out the next week and so on. Maybe you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday with a certain set of food. So just think through the rotation and planning of those favorite foods that you're, you're going to uh, eat. And then if you can get this down to where you're doing it by the week, uh, you could shoot for doing it by the month. Maybe not with everything, but certain foods you're going you're to buy in bulk back to saving money. When you buy healthy foods in bulk, of course, they're cheaper, especially things like oats and quinoa, and those should be bought by the bag, right? We don't want to be buying little tiny bags of something that we're going to eat over and over and over. Better to, you know, think longer term and have a little bit of food storage going on here. So this now becomes a provident living sort of a thing as well. Uh, like for example, let's say you love oats, but you don't like rice. Well, fine. Don't buy rice anymore. Buy oats and, and figure out what other types of grains, uh, that, that you may enjoy and, and buy those. And, but when you, once you've decided you can buy them in bulk and have, you know, a month or two or even three, I think my wife and I have about a 90 day supply of food in our pantry. And, um, so th this kind of, once you've got this dialed in and you don't have to have a lot, you know, a lot of everything, but a lot of the things you love, uh, this can affect your life in, in these other areas where you have food ready to go in case there's an emergency, as well as you're buying it in bulk and saving money. So meal planning is a vital principle that took me forever. I'm like I said, I, I still struggle with it. I still have my bad days and I, I have not perfected this, but I've certainly come a long way and learned my lesson that knowing a bunch, knowing a lot of things about health doesn't help you a bit if you walk in the kitchen and you don't know what to make and you end up not preparing the food that would be best to support your personal health, nutrition, and fitness plan at the stage that you're in right now, right? So I hope this helps. We're going to post this content also on dirobi.com. If you go to our blog, blog.dirobi.com, we'll have information there on it. Also, that interview I did with Claudia Wilson, who is a, a uh, nutritionist, uh, and she's excellent. We did a whole blog post and also a podcast on the nine perfect meals. I would encourage you to listen to that as well. So I, and I, ho I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed doing it. It helped me to review some of these things and get better at some that I'd kind of slipped on. So I'm glad that I did it for myself and I hope it was beneficial to you as well. This is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success.